This is the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast, presented by Fantazzle for all your fantasy sports needs. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast. My name is Justin Berniski, and we're here doing the NFL Fantasy Playoffs uh, Fantasy Podcast. And I'm joined via Skype by Fantasy Dave and Tim Forsella. Say hi, guys. Hello, people. Hello, people. Hello, everyone. Great to be back here once again. So we're going to go ahead and start off by looking at the individual matchups and talking about sort of what what we're looking at in this first round of the playoffs and what uh, what games or what guys are sort of exciting us. And then we'll kind of talk uh, playoff long challenges for anyone out there doing any of those. So but let's jump right in with that Saturday 4.30 game, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals at the Houston Texans. This is obviously the Texans' first appearance, and the Bengals are kind of making a surprise appearance here with the rookie quarterback, uh, Dave, how are you feeling about that uh, Bengals offense led by the rookie quarterback? Um, I like I like I like Houston in this one. Uh, you got two rookie quarterbacks that are be going at it. Um, Andy Dalton's been pretty good all year. T.J. Yates has been good while he's been in. Uh, I like Arian Foster to run pretty good in this game. Houston's defense has just been nasty all season long. I think their defense and Arian Foster on the ground mixed in with a little Ben Tate will will more than likely get them through this game. I like I like the Texans in this one at home too. Tim, what about you? Is there anyone in particular that you feel like is uh other than Foster, I think he's kind of the big name in this game. Is there anyone else you're kind of looking at here? Well it's kinda tough to like any of the Bengals because I agree with Dave in that uh Houston should win this game. I think they're the better team. But if you're in a in the type of fantasy game where you can switch after round one, I still think A.J. Green has a big game for Cincinnati. I mean, he's been, for a rookie wide receiver, he's been remarkably consistent. There isn't much different about this offense as we've seen all year long, so I see no reason why Green shouldn't have a good game. Is anyone at all interested in Cedric Benson as a potential start this week as a fantasy running back in fantasy playoff games? I think that they'll, they'll limit him. I just don't like Benson against that uh, Texans defense too much. And then, yeah, pretty much that. I mean, that's pretty much it. I like Aaron Foster against Cincinnati more than I like Benson against Houston. I think uh, Houston is just going to get after uh, Cedric Benson and Andy Dalton. All right. I am also going to go with Dave, and I'm probably I'm going to take the Texans. Tim, where uh, who do you got in this game? Uh, I'm going to go with the Texans. All right. A clean sweep. Moving on to the Saturday night game, we got Detroit Lions uh, making their first appearance in a long while, uh, facing off against the New Orleans Saints. Saints last year were upset in the first round, uh, you know, facing off against, they were at Seattle on the road, and just Seattle, a team that I think was 7-9, and nine, didn't even, you know, manage to pull off that upset. Uh, is anyone taking the upset in this game? And if so, why? And if not, why not? Well, let me start off. I, I I'm not gonna. I'm picking New Orleans to win this game. Uh, I just. I mean, the, New Orleans just looks really strong this year. They looked strong last year, but they still lost to Seattle. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that was some Pete Carroll magic there. Uh, New Orleans this year. They're, they're gonna be at home against Detroit. This is gonna be a high-scoring game. Um, but I still, I, I, I just, New Orleans is just rolling. Breeze just is, is just rolling right now. It just looks unstoppable. There will be a lot of points scored, but I think New Orleans will still find a way to win this. Um, fantasy wise, I like, I like, of course, Breeze here. 
I like Stafford and uh, 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 Calvin Johnson, obviously. Um, I, I do like Kevin Smith, uh, running back from the Lions. I don't, I don't know if I like any of the running backs from New Orleans, although I know some of you might uh, like Chris Ivory. Yeah, I definitely like uh, Ivory. Not, not in terms of if you're just picking, picking someone, but when you're considering the price that you're getting him at, get him in a salary cap format, then I mm-hmm. do like him. He had a big game last week. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring shootout. I agree about that, and there's going to be a chance for someone on the Saints to get some rushing touchdowns. And when you're comparing Ivory's price to Sproles, I would definitely take my chances with Ivory. But from overall perspective, I like pretty much every fantasy player in this game. Yeah, no, neither of these team defenses have looked very good this year. I mean, the Saints have been somewhat opportunistic and taking advantage of the fact that their offense gets way up and then their defense can kind of sit back and uh, try and create turnovers. The Lions also, I mean, the the Lions just look like a very young team and, uh, you know, they've got some really key, strong key pieces on defense, but I don't think they're quite... Uh, ready to pull it all together. I think they could be, you know, very dangerous down the road. But right now, I'd have to um, go with New Orleans. I just, I, I kind of want to pick uh, Detroit for the upset, but I just, they've been way too inconsistent on offense. Uh, we have seen a couple big games out of them, but they just haven't been able to pull it out. And so I think, while this will be, you know, definitely be a shootout, if there's a point total over under, I'm going, uh, you know, I, I think. 80 sounds about right. Um, I yeah, think you know easily both these offenses could score uh, 35, 40 points, and we could just uh, – it's whoever gets the ball last. Uh, and I think uh, New Orleans will be smart enough to end up with the ball to pull this one out. Right. Yeah, that sounds about right. New Orleans uh, just looks like the team that will most likely pull this one out. They, and they've been to the playoffs uh, in recent memory, made several trips back to the playoffs. But the, the Lions – what isn't this? This is like their first time going in a while, so uh, it'll be it'll be a good game. But yeah, no one should win this. Tim, where are you going to fall on this? You know, I'm not going to go against uh, Drew Brees and the Saints at home. Uh, they're just too good. They're too good in that uh, Superdome to pick against them. Uh, now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's close, but I got to go with the Orleans here. Yeah, I think. Uh, all right, another clean. Sweep. Yeah, I, li- I like 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 I like things to win it, but I think uh, I, th- I think Detroit Detroit will have uh, more will have bigger fantasy days from certain people. Um, I think Stafford and Breeze might have the same type of day, but I think Calvin will be, Calvin Johnson will be the one receiver in Detroit to have the biggest day, and then Nate Burrow will also have a big day. I think Kevin Smith will have a big day. They're, they're going to be playing catch-up, trying to keep up with New Orleans, uh, whereas New Orleans spreads the ball around so much that you don't know who's going to have the day. So um, I like Detroit's fantasy prospects better, but I like New Orleans to win the game. Moving on, let's talk about the Sunday the Sunday afternoon game, Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants just sneaking in there against uh, with that impressive, fairly impressive win against the Cowboys where they – uh, it, they never quite seemed to shut it down at the end of games and managed to kind of put it away. They definitely gave Dallas some more life in that one. but uh, And they're facing off against this Falcons team, which you know made the big move for Julio Jones. And now it'll be kind of interesting to see. Are they, you know, that last year they secured the number one seed and then didn't do anything with it. Now entering as a wild card, do you guys feel like there's a chance for an upset? Because definitely of the games 
we've talked about so far, this definitely has the feel of uh, there's not really a favorite other than the Giants being at home. Yeah, this is a really evenly matched game. If you ask me, a toss-up, I don't really – I can't really – it's it's hard to say who's going to win. Um, then again, it always is. Uh, I, I do like the Giants. I like the Falcons. If the Falcons were at home, I'd like them more on that turf, uh, the Dome, in the Georgia Dome. But the Giants at home – uh, I think that might give them the edge here. Uh, Eli has just been a man in the fourth quarter. Um, I think this game could get kind of dicey, and when things get tough down the fourth quarter, Eli might just uh, separate himself once again. I'm, 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 I'm going to go with the Giants. Tim, do you have any thoughts on this game and where you think it's going to fall and on any players that you're excited about here? Yeah, I mean, I agree that this is definitely the closest of the four playoff matchups, so much that I wouldn't even – necessarily call Atlanta winning an upset, but because it's in New York, I'm going to take the Giants as a slight favorite, and I think that a lot of, uh, you could see a big day from just about anyone. I have confidence that Eli Manning puts in a, a solid day, if not a spectacular day. I don't know, uh, if I just start one guy from any of these, any of the receivers and running backs, it might be Roddy White, just because I feel that He's the most likely to have a hundred yards. Fair and enough. White, what? Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna go. I'm actually go with um, Tony Gonzalez here. I think we've seen Gonzalez have a pretty big resurgence this year after, uh, you know, kind of falling out of the elite among tight ends. He came back this year and was a top five tight end uh, during the regular season. And the Giants linebackers are definitely the weakness of that defense, and so I think he'll be able to take advantage of that weakness. Uh, the Giants may try and. Uh, play with uh, next three safeties on the field to try and negate that. But I think, uh, and the way the Giants' pass rush has been looking, uh, Roma was constantly running around in the pocket. I think, uh, you know, Matt Ryan will be wise to try and uh, look for Gonzalez in a little bit shorter routes, uh, which I think, given the pass rush we've seen of late, uh, the last two weeks out of the Giants, it, I think especially with, it appears, Tuck, uh, Yuminura, and Pierre Paul are all healthy going into this playoff game. If they're all playing, I just don't see uh, Matt Ryan getting a whole lot of time back there, and so I think uh, that sort of negates the value that a guy like Julio Jones might otherwise have, and so that's why I kind of I like Gonzalez a lot here. Uh, I mean, on the Giants' side of the ball, uh, you could definitely, any one of the wide receivers could step up, but I think Mario Manningham, is kind of coming in a little bit under the radar here. Uh, Victor Cruz was sort of getting some double coverage against the Cowboys. Uh, Nix is still, you know, their number one receiver and deserves uh, a lot of attention. And so I think Manningham could benefit from those two guys having such big uh, regular seasons. So we could see a good game out of him, uh, assuming he's healthy and back on the field for this game. Yeah, yeah he also benefits from uh, just a lower price in salary cap type games. Even though the other, he, even though he probably has almost as much chance to come up big as the other two guys, because we've seen him do it before too. Uh, from, under normal circumstances, I, I'd, I'd say Victor Cruz would probably have one of the bigger games in this game because of how he's just been making so many plays. This, this playoffs now, Eli uh, might want to lean on him when they go through the air, but he's starting to get some double coverage now. So uh, that might open things up for Knicks a little bit more. And, and uh, you said uh, Manningham's coming in under the radar a little bit now. So I think Knicks, Knicks might have to be the go-to guy here. Eli's going to want to go to Victor Cruz, but if he sees that double coverage, 
it'll be tough. So uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, but any three of those receivers can put up a solid day. If, if you can get them for cheap, um, I'd go ahead and buy them, although Cruz might not be so cheap now. Um, but it, Knicks, might be a, uh, Knicks might be a shot worth taking, considering Cruz might see some good double teams. It's the playoffs now. The Falcons aren't going to be playing around. So they're going to want to come and cruise down and, 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 and make Eli go elsewhere. But I'm sure Eli's capable of going elsewhere. So Knicks could have a big day. Um, and as far as Atlanta goes, uh, I mean, Justin, you already said that defense is tough now. I don't know. Michael Turner might do solid, maybe 70, maybe 70 in a touchdown. But I, I just don't see him getting off on him. Um, and then the receivers, yeah, that pass rush, that Giants pass rush is uh, looking dangerous now. So. I don't know. The Giants could come away with this and uh, have better fantasy days too. I mean, personally, I'd per- I really like Turner. Um, of the three running backs in this game, I you know I think Bradshaw and Jacobs have just you know they continually cannibalized each other's stats, and we just haven't seen them put together a like last year. We there were games where both Jacobs and Bradshaw could have meaningful fantasy get days. We haven't seen that at all this year, and so I'm uh, staying away from the Giants uh, running backs in this game. I just feel like. They spread. They, they, uh, they, there's too much sharing, and we just haven't. There hasn't been uh, them going consistently to one of the running backs. I mean, we've seen Jacobs stuffed in short yardage. Uh, we've seen the Giants audible to that. Whenever uh, Eli's got Knicks with one on one with a cornerback, uh, you know, in a tight formation, he'll audible to the pass to Knicks. So I think I'm just staying away from the Giants running backs here. If I had to start a running back in this game, it would definitely be Turner. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Tim, any other comments you want to share about this game? Are you ready to move on to the uh, last game, the Pittsburgh Broncos? Uh, I think we can move on. Why don't you kick us off? Is there something in particular you're watching with this Pittsburgh Broncos game? I think the biggest thing to note for this game is that Ryan Clark will not play, which is just another in a series of injuries for Pittsburgh that's really hurting them. I really want to stay away from all Pittsburgh players in like playoff challenge games because if their defense defense is on the road, they're missing some players, and the way Roethlisberger has played the last few weeks where he basically can't even move in that pocket, I don't like their chances to put that many points. So are you are you going Denver over Pittsburgh? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go Denver as a as an upset pick here. Um, not that. I think that much of Denver, but I just think that Pittsburgh's in a place where it's going to be really hard for them to put up points. And now without Ryan Clark, a linchpin of that defense, there's going to be a few holes there for Denver to exploit. And uh, the guy I think that does have the big game uh, potentially is Willis McGahee. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been he's had some really strong games towards the end of the year. He was injured injured somewhere in the middle, but he's been strong recently. And Pittsburgh, yeah, they're a good defense, but Eventually, if they if their offense can't get anything and their defense is on the field all game, McGahee's gonna find some holes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if there's an upset pick to make here in this playoff in these playoff matches, it, it this would this would be where we make it. Denver over Pittsburgh. Uh, Denver is capable. Uh, Tebow has shown us that he can win games, um, and it, this would be the time now to get at Pittsburgh while while their leaders hurt. And while they have so many injuries, so this is a good upset pick to make. But I just um, and Denver's at home, but I don't know. It's uh, Denver. 
I mean, Ryan Clark's not playing and everything, but I think Tebow. I don't. I don't think Pittsburgh is. P- Pittsburgh knows that they're not going to have Roethlisberger at full strength, and they know that they have injuries, so that they know that it's going to be really important for their defense to to do everything they can to get that offense that good field position and get turnovers. They're going to be shooting for those turnovers. Um, they're going to be stacking the box, uh, stopping Tebow from running. I think that this is going to make Pittsburgh's defense come out even stronger, and. I think they're really going to try and shut Denver down um, and get those turnovers and those special teams plays, uh, good returns and things like that. I think Pittsburgh will win this in a close one. Whereas if Roethlisberger was healthy, it it might not might not have been so close. But I still would have won Pittsburgh. But I still like Pittsburgh to pull it out. Yeah, I have to agree with Dave. I mean, there's definitely. Uh, playing in at uh, mile high is a huge advantage for Denver. Uh, you know, it means that they they barely have to cross midfield in order to be field goal range. So uh, that's going to be you know big help for Denver not having to necessarily you know they could drive twenty yards and then get points out of it. Uh, and uh, so I think you know it's definitely tempting. I just I mean Tebow is sort of um, he's kind of cratered the last couple of weeks. Uh, this team just has not looked that great, and so I think. You know, we just haven't seen anything except. I mean, they did. He did have a decent game against New England, but uh, just not a team I'm willing to trust. And the Steelers. I mean, regardless, you know, they definitely have injuries that they're dealing with, but I think the defense is still strong enough that they can pull this out and uh, get the victory. So I would have to actually go uh, with the uh, Steelers as well. And I, but I agree with you, Tim. There's not really anyone in this game I'm very excited about starting for fantasy purposes. I think there are definitely other games where we're going to see more points, and so that I'm more inclined to go, you know, particularly that Detroit-St. Louis game, try and find players from there instead. If I, especially if I'm in a one-week playoff uh, fantasy game. Uh, now, now talking about like sort of the whole playoffs. Uh, let's talk about guys that we're excited about. If you're in a challenge where you've got to pick some, you've got to set a lineup this week for the whole uh, till through the Super Bowl. Can't change it. Uh, who are the guys you think are going to see the most points uh, this, you know, during the playoffs, and why? Well, I'll start. I, I you, you know, A Rod's going to be there at quarterback. Um, yes, he has to sit out a game, so you're going to lose points there, but you'll more than make up for it once he starts playing. Um, I like a rod. I like, uh, I like, I like new Orleans. Like I said before, they're going to have a lot of players. Bree's going to be spreading it around. So you don't know which one to take, but you can, uh, it's beneficial to own somebody from that new Orleans team just for the fact that they might be in the playoffs for a long time. So you'll know you'll have some consistent points. Come in. Uh, whereas Detroit, they have a lot of great options there, but it sucks that they have to play new Orleans because I think they'll get bounced in the first round. So uh, that's uh, anybody you pick from Detroit, you can hit it big if they if they can beat New Orleans, then you'll get them for the rest of the playoffs. But I, I like anyone from Green Bay, New Orleans. I like Brady from New England, of course, Gronkowski, Welker. I don't like any of their running backs. I, I'd stay away. From, even though it's playoff time, I'd still stay away from Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. Uh, Danny Woodhead just comes in and gets too many carries. And uh, uh, Shane Vereen, is it? Shane Vereen, yeah, is the other one that comes in and gets carries too. Um I'd stay away from anyone in Pittsburgh and Denver. Uh, and then Cincinnati-Houston, I do like A.J. Green from Cincinnati. Uh, I like Andre Johnson. I like Foster. That's about it from that side. Um, I don't know if I like too much from Baltimore except for Ray Rice. Bolden's just kind of been a disappointment this year. 
Oh, and then uh, lastly, the Atlanta Giant game. Um, I do like Michael Turner's uh, solid. Um, although one of these guys, one of these uh, sets are going to have to play San Fran, so that's going to be something to think about. But overall, Julio Jones, uh, Roddy White, Turner, and Matt Ryan be solid, and Gonzalez. Tim, do you have any thoughts you want to throw in there? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's almost crazy to go into this type of a challenge without Rodgers on your lineup at this point. And if you think that Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl like I do, you're looking at three games of Rodgers, which is going to be much more than anything else is going to do. If I had to pick a player I like second most, it's going to be Ray Rice. And that's because I do think Baltimore gets to the Super Bowl, which means you're getting three games of him. That, that, that's in a vacuum, though. I just had an article up the other day about uh, exactly this type of league and a strategy that I use in that called the two-team gambit. And this is a strategy you use when you're in a large challenge with, like, a lot of people in it. That's so helpful if you're just doing it with, like, ten people. But if there's, like, a hundred, you can't just have a really good, a good team. You've got to kind of take a risk to have the best team. And that means I feel you've got to make a prediction about which teams are going to get to play three games. And so those are going to be either the teams with the buys that get to the Super Bowl or a wild card team that gets all the way to the conference championship. And if you pick two teams and just load up on those two teams, if you hit both those teams, you've got a really good chance of winning. And by using that strategy, I mean, you don't even, you could like completely different teams than I do and still use it. Like, you could really have a, a faith in the Giants to get to the conference championship, which would mean knocking off Green Bay. Um, and that would give them three games, and that would mean all the Giants would have value. But if you don't think that, uh, you could equally give it a shot with uh, New Orleans. New Orleans is great because if they got that third game, they'd have two games against Detroit and Green Bay, both defenses you kind of want to go against. So uh, you load up on Saints. Maybe you load up on Saints and Ravens, and that ends up working out for you. But, yeah, in a vacuum, I'm going to go with Rodgers and then Rice. Um, I'd rather go with Breeze over Rodgers just because I like the way – I think New Orleans' path is much clearer. I think they definitely beat Detroit, uh, and I like them to beat San Francisco. I think he'll put up big numbers there at San Francisco, and then he'll have Green Bay. And I think there's a shot they can beat Green Bay. And so there's – I think New Orleans, of any of the teams, is most likely to play four games. And if they play four games, that's just a huge advantage over any other uh, options out there. And so I would would roll the dice with Drew Brees. Uh, I'd prefer that uh, option. On the flip side, I think a guy that you uh, almost have to have on your lineup if there's no salary cap is Gronkowski. I think he's the way he's been producing touchdowns this year. It's just been too prolific not to get him in there. And the and that uh, you know that New England defense is just not very good. And so I think we'll see plenty of action. And he's the type of guy, even if uh, you know, I think they definitely have a great chance to make Super Bowl. But even if they get knocked out in the conference championship game. I think he could still, you know, in two games, outscore all the other tight ends very easily by getting, you know, he could very easily have four touchdowns, three, four touchdowns in those two games and give you, you know, way more numbers than any other tight end is going to be uh, likely to give you. And so I think Gronkowski is a guy, um, unless, of course, if you load up on Saints and then you, uh, Jimmy Graham is obviously a good option, but 
Um, I think Gronkowski on the other side is a, a, a very strong candidate to have several touchdowns and uh, be able to give you good numbers regardless of how many games uh, New Orleans plays. Or, sorry, uh, New England plays. Oh, yeah, agree. He's been doing it all season, so why not in the playoffs, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, Tim, I know there is an article up that you just posted. Do you want to go ahead and plug that for us? Yeah, I just posted a, a roundtable of sorts that both of uh, you two just participated in, in addition to Kyle, um, where we answered a few questions that uh, some of which we kind of just talked about, but which players we like for the upcoming week, which a few players that we don't like, um, and there's definitely some some more good info that we didn't get into on this podcast that you should definitely check out. Um, and I think that we'll probably do that same thing again next week going into the next round. Outstanding. And then, Dave, do we have anything to look forward from you in the near future? Um, yeah, I'm actually going to put out uh, a couple articles uh, talking about fantasy basketball, um, just talking about players I like, players I don't like, uh, different types of strategies when putting together a team, um, and also be – uh, working on the podcast that's going to be on weekly fantasy sportal, uh, talking about basketball too. And then when baseball season comes around, I'll be doing baseball. And then again, when football season comes around, I'll be doing football. So uh, if you guys want to hop on that podcast there too, uh, feel free. I'll definitely have you on there. All right. So weeklyfantasysportal.com. Make sure to check that out. Yep. Until next week, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Um, and I uh, hope your teams win. Yes, sir. Quick heads up to all you fantasy players out there. Make sure you head over to Fantazzle.com because we've got the, all the fantasy football playoff challenges going on right now. You can do the whole playoffs or week-by-week -week contests, so make sure to check those out. In case your regular season didn't go so well, now's your chance to redeem yourself with the Fantazzle playoff challenges. Thank you for listening to the FantasyFootballSportal.com podcast. For more content, check out FantasyFootballSportal.com or Fantazzle.com for all your fantasy sports needs.